0: Welcome to the Govern This Podcast. This is a political podcast for non-political people where we ask the simple and ignorant questions about our country, society, and government and get them answered. Just a quick note before we get going, if you're able to support the podcast financially in any way, it's so, so much appreciated. You can do so by just clicking on one of the links in the episode description or drop by the website at www.governthis.com. I mean, they're not dumb questions. They're just just ignorant about it.
1: I haven't learned anything yet. Courage is contagious. There's opportunity on the other side of of courageous steps. Uh, Surprising things that open up. Um, when you push past your own fears, um, that—that's that, what it is, isn't it?
0: Sometimes you don't have to have a background in politics to run for politics. Sometimes maybe you shouldn't. Sometimes you have to stand up for your freedoms and embrace confrontation while being calm, cool, and kind. And sometimes you get arrested. Sometimes you make friends with people you thought would be your enemies. Sometimes the only way to change things is to change them ourselves without waiting for permission. And sometimes you have great conversations with strangers while doing so. Sometimes there might be really hard times ahead that can't be avoided. Sometimes, despite those hard times, you can still see some semblance of hope and be positive through it all. Sometimes you get inspired and shown what courage is by a carpenter... Slash musician, slash neophyte politician. Sometimes you have to decide if you'll sit back and watch the world around you crumble or accept that contagious courage and stand up. And sometimes this all happens when you spend an hour talking with someone like Jeremy McKenzie. All right, uh, welcome Jeremy McKenzie to govern this podcast um so i heard about you from um andrew who i had on the podcast a little while ago and yeah he said that you were a ppc people's party of canada candidate for this last federal election
1: that's correct that's correct yes okay um that, that, that came and flew flew a kind of upon us and uh and the time kind of flew by obviously being involved it was uh it was quite uh, a lot of work and just you know uh, a bit of an energy boost for sure
0: right um before we get into your experience with that let's just maybe give a background of who you are and how you got to that PPC situation
1: okay (laughs) um that's a good question uh And I guess you could say that it would have in large part, uh, well, the the reason why I stepped in to do this was because of what we're experiencing in our country right now. And my upbringing, uh, having been what I feel very blessed in Canada, Mm -hmm. um, I, I see that potentially being eroded for future uh, generations. So I wouldn't, have been the type of person or didn't have any inclination inclination really other than definitely being interested in politics and passionate about this country uh it just had everything to do with what's at stake for for us in our future right now and and wanting to you know see see what kind of uh momentum and energy we could get even through that election process toward freedom and i think even in spite of losing i think there was still a lot of good that happened in the course of that and right even the engagement of people coming together in communities so
0: so you didn't you don't have a political background per se like I you're none not
1: whatsoever. okay not politically educated uh, I, i'm a carpenter okay uh I, i'm I'm primarily a musician but uh, I work in construction that's how I uh, survived because uh, I'm not that talented I guess of a musician but <laughs> <laughs> I haven't put a, a, some of the, the work together on that that I still want to but um, but yeah it, I've still had uh, a, a lot of time in, in the working world so that I think is something that I would actually look for in in a leader is someone with a a kind of regular working class background because of what our system has turned into.
0: So what you're saying is that you'd, uh, you think that you'd be, you were and others like you are good candidates for politics because you're not standing from a distance looking at what the people want or need. You're just, you've been there. You're one of those people.
1: Correct. Uh, I, I just think that, uh, where I used to discredit myself because of my lack of formal education or background in politics, uh, I saw actually a different light of that where now uh, actually I think that uh, having experience in an industry like construction hands-on uh, building for that and uh, working in teams is actually vital training for mm-hmm. a type of leadership and uh, and uh, hardworking working mentality going into any job moving forward so I kind of at one point when I was deciding that's what it was when I was deciding whether to do this because of all the disqualifications that I that I did have for myself and uh, thinking of you know it's just the pros and cons thing when you're looking into something like this at first and there was just too many reasons why I thought it'd be a good learning opportunity and experience and um, yeah
0: so how did it come about? How did you find out about the PPC first of okay. all? And then how did you decide to okay. be a candidate? That's, that's not a normal well, decision.
1: You're right. And uh, and it, it is something that, that people, when I was mentioning about it and talking, people definitely took notice. And I just such a wide range of reactions, it became really interesting. Uh, just I'm talking about when I was running and putting myself out to the community as right. running for the ppc right. but how i heard about them what officially i did know about them their first election cycle in 2019 i believe it was but mm-hmm. i wasn't a supporter at that time um lo and behold uh a, a lot of this really ties actually just directly to uh, trying to answer that question directly um as, as possible to just being connected and uh, working and getting to know some people with a group called Action for Canada. Okay. And, and that really actually came about from attending a freedom rally uh, September 13th in 2020.
0: Okay, so like a so year I ago. would say
1: that, that yeah, September 13th, I guess, was the seed planted towards a year later really me deciding to take this opportunity and all of the connections that I made in that organization. Um, and kind of just in, uh, in community in the, in, in BC here or in Western Canada, actually with some of the people we're working with on different zoom calls and stuff. Mm-hmm. Those uh, relationships led to even uh, meeting Maxine Bernier, uh, even previous to deciding. So, uh, and just, just some people actually encouraging me to take the opportunity. Um, I kind of looked into it. And, and I moved specifically to Kingsway in Vancouver. Okay. And that spot was available. So I I uh, just went for it.
0: Right. So, so you went to a rally a year ago. And you met people from Action for Canada. And the seed was planted. What's going on around you in... The- in the world that made you go, being a carpenter, I gotta do more than that, right? So we've got a right. pandemic, quote unquote. Yeah, I'm guessing yeah. that that was part of it. So can you narrow that down to
1: what pushed you over the edge? <laughs> CJ, did you say pandemic or pandemic? Let me ask you.
0: <laughs> I I use the 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 mainstream media term, but I put it in quotations. Hey.
1: Thanks, I missed that actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so, what about it? Sorry, did did uh, led me. Um,
0: well, like, what was the tipping point?
1: Uh, in all honesty, um, it was right away. Uh, mm-hmm. The thought of shutting down vital businesses and any kind of economic industry at this point in Canada right now, where we need to keep everything that we can going and actually build from here. It just seemed like the wrong way forward in any case right now as a country. So after the two weeks of the lockdown, uh, my pool had been, local pool had been shut down. This was the first real thing that affected me. I had gone through a real um, incredible recovery point in my life a few years ago. And going to the pool in that community that I built was vital to my uh, when you're looking at building things into your life that, that are important to you, you know, mm. it, it was just something that, uh, that, that came anyways, right. Uh, it shut down for a long period of time. And I just thought really, that's not healthy for me. And, uh, and I was, I was, um, right from that experience, I was ready to look into whatever I could do to, um, you know, at least at the beginning point kind of raise questions. I, I wasn't sure, uh, at initial stages, really, I, I wasn't deeply uh, interested or, <laughs> you know, but other, other than just, uh, consuming, you know, media, just average, like the average person, I guess, right. I, I wouldn't have saw myself being this active. Um, but I, I right away really saw, uh, all of the lockdown measures as, uh, the destruction of our free society and uh, and 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 hu- gross human rights violations. In fact,
0: so what's the? We're just going to stay political with the party for a second, and then we'll get to that that uh, that note poster behind you there. Um, yeah. So why the PPC? What's different about them than the other parties and
1: the people who are involved um, was definitely. Uh, uh, I'll name some of them. Uh Mark Friesen, uh Naomi, Nathan Weber, uh a gentleman that helped me. Uh Karen Litsky, Tony Cook, um, but uh their their stance for uh Canadian uh of values and their their team is is built grassroots right now completely right this is this is kind of a, a nationwide um if you're conservative you would go back to cor- sort of like uh in the western canada um to the reform party mm-hmm. this is kind of uh, a, a new era of that but nationwide in canada okay um,
0: I went when the election was going on. I went onto the, the People's Party of Canada website and looked at their man or not the mandate, the whatever their policies or whatever the policies. Yeah. And it seemed like they were the only ones that were thinking about things clearly instead of pandering to groups and to whatever. I don't know. It just seemed like all the others were kind of doing the same thing in a different way. But PPC was actually addressing things and having concrete ways to do stuff. It was, it was quite refreshing. (laughs) Yeah. But yet we're, we're still in this situation after the, the election. Right. So what was your experience like when you were running for that? Like what, what does running for, um, a party mean? What, how much work is it? What do you have to do? What hoops do you have to jump through? Um, because we're going to have another federal election and we need more people to do this, to think that it's possible for them to do it.
1: I agree. And good young people as well. This is a a great field of opportunity for fresh minds. Um, The biggest thing uh, right off the bat that hit me was the magnitude of serving that many people. The thought that, uh, if you really did uh, get this position. Um, I come from a background where my my dad and my grandfather are both ministers and uh, they served in communities and I watched that uh, routine in my life growing up. So I, I have that kind of like reflection at it and looking at, um, yeah, just, uh, and, and, and on that level of with thousands of people, you obviously can't take that the burden of that many people really to heart in a, and you have to learn, right. you would have to learn how to manage actually really the ability to really look into those things honestly and do it like it's never been done before because, well, I won't go into that. Um, <laughs> uh, I lost my thought there. <laughs>
0: um, so what was it like to run? What do you have to you you go to the ppc people and you're like hey uh i'd like to do this i want to make a difference what what happens then
1: uh it was uh just a team of support that uh that kind of jumped in uh both with kind of groups connecting in communities mm mm-hmm. And also a bunch of, yeah, when I got into the Kingsway community, there was people in the neighborhood that were already connected from the previous rally. Um, I was actually thankful that in the Kingsway riding wasn't a strong, uh, opportunity for the PPC and the fact that it's just an NDP kind of covered area. So strong, not that we can't build and make a huge difference quickly, even moving forward, I think, but there was less, I guess, pressure, and uh, I saw other people having, in bigger ridings, having to deal with an influx of, of multitudes of volunteers. I did have quite a few volunteers that, to my surprise, actually just jumped in and started uh, handing out um, flyers, and yeah, so being involved in the election is getting off to the start. The first thing is you have to be qualified with 100 signatures. Okay, and just the just the the process of going out and getting that and stating that you're representing a political party looking to qualify mm-hmm. uh that was a huge challenge right off the bat, and uh, i I knew quick sort of getting into it that it wasn't gonna be really easy. Um, wow. It took me about ten days of solid committed effort where i I just kind of every chance I got after work. I was out in the evening, sometimes late, and I just wanted to get it done. Right, right. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. Uh, I got it done a day or two early before the deadline. And um, But what that process in and of itself actually really taught me, uh, uh, and I guess I was in a place where I was more open maybe than I was when I was younger to, to listening and being able to hear from people, but... Mm. Um, it really impacted me just getting out and uh, those hundred signatures were honestly Casey, probably a few thousand conversations in that time right um, because I went on a lot of doors and uh, had quick chats with all sorts of people from all sorts of backgrounds and but it really it was really good at uh, the door knocking aspect of getting into politics is something I think that I'll continue looking into because right. I just found it great. To meet people at their home uh, was kind of the best place where they're familiar. If they go to the effort to come to their door and uh, and open it and let you chat, they're going to give you ten or fifteen seconds. So I, I had a kind of routine, and uh, and I, I was I was batting a, not a not a bad average. I right. think I was batting about three hundred on the signatures when I got to asking people. So
0: nice, nice. Well, that's <laughs> so going to be very. Was, I was, that's going to be very encouraging. It it's must make you feel like, okay, this is important. People do want me to do this. And yeah. So, so that's the first thing you have to do. You You're have exactly to.
1: Right. You realize that from them because when people travel here, there's a lot of immigrants in my neighborhood. And when they come from different countries and they realize that they get to help you qualify in a democratic society, mm-hmm. they feel pride in that because they fought to come here for that opportunity, right? right? So almost, it, it was it was special to get qualified from these people,
0: yeah. right? It's almost like it, a very was, personal was, version of the voting system.
1: <laughs> it, right. it was, and yeah. I was grateful for everyone that, that that signed and people from different backgrounds and said, "Well, I I I literally just played the the new guy card every time and yeah. said, you know, <laughs> I just <laughs> I just was desperate to get the. I knew it was just about uh, they they prep you when you're doing this part um, that uh it's not about getting into the party and everything it's like just try to get the signature and right. yeah answer questions and get comfortable with that but that comes later on in the in the campaign right unfortunately this was a really short campaign so extremely um i would have if it was a longer uh challenge at the same time maybe i think i could have seen my bur- myself burning out a couple times cuz <laughs> hmm. uh, um uh, yeah. Do you want me to keep going on after the signatures kind of yeah, just, share more? Just give a little
0: is. bit of, just give a little bit of information of like just the, the time it takes. If do you have to put in money, like yeah. just so that if someone's like, maybe yeah, I should I'll, do I'll, that.
1: What, I'll share a, a couple other quick, um, sure. quick steps be? because yeah, uh, the, the other part is setting up a, a bank account and having, uh, an email system ready to communicate the communication oh. aspect. It's kind of something to really get dialed into. If you're doing this for yourself, you have to kind of treat it like your own business. Really? Right. It's just uh, your marketing. Your um, and you need a budget for that. For sure. I had a really meager one. Okay. <laughs> I may do with what I could. I got, I really wanted to get signs. I got those signs right away. I had somebody uh, offer and, and take, to- did graphics for me that i didn't get printed and i still feel really terrible about it but i just didn't get the funds come in and uh i kind of actually hit a, a tailspin at one point and and uh had to slow down because i re-injured my leg okay but uh
0: so it's you yeah. do you ask for donations is that or do you like go out of pocket is there funding from the ppc for their candidates I did-
1: I did both. I had uh, a trickle of donations come in and I funded my own, uh, signs uh, right off the bat. And, uh, going into it again, I would probably put more of my own personal (laughs) money and, and ask for money sooner. I didn't get that part of it. Uh, I should have started asking right when I opened up my account. And because every day was so important in such a short election, um, I didn't, I honestly just didn't put the word out soon enough to get enough donations. And, uh, Um, it's okay. It it was a, I I was in it to learn and I, I, it was a crash course. Let me tell you, (laughs) I, I didn't think I would even get qualified. So I wasn't expecting and I wasn't really planning, but if I was, yeah, I'm actually still with, with action for Canada. They still have, um, goals of being involved, uh, to help people, uh, Politically and, okay. uh, and and to help to help influence, I guess, uh, our country and and because of everything that's going on, they're fighting for faith, family, and freedom.
0: Right, and, right.
1: Uh, so right. That that affects right now the the political world big time.
0: Okay, well, let's uh, switch gears now and talk about the stuff that probably pushed you into uh, deciding to be a candidate for PBC. Um, what, what's going on in this country right now? Like you said, we live in Canada and it seems like don't have to worry about stuff, but that is changing and it's, to be honest, I'm terrified. <laughs> I'm bloody terrified. Oh, yeah. okay. Um, where do you live? So CJ? I'm in Victoria in, on the Island. Oh, okay. And,
1: uh, awesome. I, 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 just, I just moved from there. Okay.
0: Oh, did you? Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, yeah. But yeah, like things are moving at a crazy pace and it's almost like we can't get our footing to really see what's happening. But it's, it's, it's crazy. It's this pandemic has turned into, I don't even know if it's about any medical thing anymore. Is it medical? Is it politics? Is it control? What do you think?
1: Um, I can answer that really honestly, really easily. I, I just hate to be so blunt, but uh, I, it's a totalitarian tiptoe in my opinion. Uh, we, we have, however, uh, it's also in a sense Oh, okay. In, in the, in the sense that the current government that we have in Canada and what they have rolled out, the UN sustainable Uh, development uh, contract what that has done and how it's impacted our country with COVID protocols and mandates yeah it is the destruction of our free country
0: just go back to that for a sec the UN what and can you say that again and explain it
1: I hope that I um, the UN uh, sustainable development agenda 2030 I'm not saying that correctly I apologize (laughs) But, okay. uh, I, I can look up the information, um, uh, and, and share it. Uh, however, agenda 2030 is what, uh, COVID is and uh, it, it has been a plan, uh, for, um, you know, it, it's, it, it's pretty simple when they have all, all of the marketing, pro, uh, Signs and messaging ready to go implemented at the the snap of a finger right um, even down to the fabrication of so many uh, so many um stories and and just misleading direction directives of information it's uh it's been too long, and uh I really think that people need to uh really take a look at what's best for them moving forward, everybody in in their own life. And, and, uh, yeah, I, I I actually just had, uh, just before we got on this, it's funny on this call, a guy from, uh, Amnesty International came to look for donations. And I, I I just had a quick chat with him and he was wearing a mask talking to me, Mm -hmm. sitting on, just standing on the street. And uh, so he's asking me what my thoughts are on international hum- on human rights, uh, on Amnesty International. And, and I just quickly said to him, I said, well, I, yeah, I really think that uh, human rights have been completely violated at a large degree w- worldwide. And he was kind of stumped. <laughs> he didn't quite, he was wearing, uh, l- like, uh, limiting his own fresh o- oxygen talking to me. Um, And I realized that I quickly kind of like just stopped uh, my conversation and I didn't go probing any further into it, but realized that I I didn't quite uh, click with him. He he didn't see it.
0: Well, it seems like people who don't see that something fishy is going on seem to think that stuff like that, like Amnesty International is talking about people far away who have... Uh, are losing human rights, and that's far away. That's not here. It's not in Canada. It can't be us, right? It's literally, without those.
1: seeing what's under their own nose.
0: Yeah, yeah, it's terrifying. Um, but it seems like, and we're gonna get to your sign now. There, like, well, for, before we do, like, what's at stake? What do you think's at stake with what's going on?
1: It feels honestly like it's too far gone already. (laughs) I hate to say it. it does like everything, our entire future. However, I already really see. And I want to say that this is going to, in the long run, this, this will have been good for us. This experience. If, if, if our society is really this slow to catch on, Mm-hmm. Then what is it that's led us to this point? And it, it's almost, not to say that we deserve um, gross punishment or uh, abusive treatment, because a lot of this has been outright abusive treatment right. of, of, of humans in, in so many different ways. Just the thought of telling people in recovery to socially distance and isolate that that concept is the opposite of their survival. Yeah. Um, I I don't like spreading that message, and uh, so yeah. Uh, <laughs> so too, uh, so
0: what's track, it, so what's at stake is is our freedom, basically, right? Like it's
1: our, our freedom, which ties to everything. Yeah. It, it it really ties to our health, our wealth, our opportunity, our. It's such a foundational. Uh, human need and uh, a universal need and and requirement for prosperity, individual prosperity. Um, we we should know better than this. Yeah. <laughs> as as a country, as far as I'm concerned, and uh, and to see, yeah, you don't have to go any further than seeing maths on kids after two years. Mm-hmm. Knowing what that would have done to me as a young person growing up, I'm upset about it. Yeah. Still.
0: And and the mandates for people to um, share their vaccination status to work now, yeah, it's being put down on on a bunch of people and a bunch of uh, jobs and stuff. It's it's actually terrifying. It's,
1: this finally, I think we're starting to get with this. We are starting to. I mean, surprise! I thought it was going to happen last year. Yeah, <laughs> but we're. I think. I think we're going to start to get to a tipping point and. I I don't want to get into uh, potential doom and gloom prophecies. There could be some, there could be some troubled times ahead. However, we're already experiencing that I think to a large degree. Mm -hmm. And I think we're already being made stronger and more resilient as a people, as a country. So we really can start to shift Um, you, you uh, with this in mind, if you want to talk about new things being created, um, a new health system, uh, all I can think of is the name of the clinic, Ezra Clinic, uh, based out mm-hmm. of Grand Forks. But they're, they're growing into parts of, of BC right now. Hmm. Um, so we we have new opportunities and, and really just a whole uh, new opportunity to create what we, we're going to need a new government system uh, eventually. This <laughs> one's going to crumble.
0: Yeah, yeah. So uh, How
1: that's going to look.
0: Who, who knows? Oh, yeah. So with that, with that, knowing what's at stake, um, I think a lot of people feel like well, they can see it, they can feel it, but they don't know what to do. Like they're just, the government is too big. Even though they work for us, we pay them. It's like yeah. they're somewhere else and we can't touch them. And they're putting all this in place. So let's go over your, yeah. your little thing there, your little, yeah, there. Well, I, w-
1: I would say I would say and encourage anybody the, that the biggest lie is that you can't make a difference. In right. fact that's, that's, the, that's the strength of, uh, of our opportunity is individuals like you and I and whoever's listening that gets encouraged or inspired mm-hmm. um, we are uh, a powerful voice and we're coming together because this one freedom value is so vital we've realized. That it's connecting so many people uh, right across the country right now, literally thousands. Um, right. And so, what can people do?
0: What can we do? Is that <laughs> like day to day? I it's I find that that's the hardest thing. What what to do? How do I fight can it.
1: I can share some some really simple uh, thoughts on that? That'd be great. And depending, this is for. Um, there's different levels of how people will come into this. Um, Okay. For sure. Look at this. (laughs) No, we will not comply. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Let's be honest. This, this affects us everywhere we go. Right. Okay. So it's actually really easy to choose not to wear a mask, to uh, show connection with people, talk to people just talking to people in public is going to, to, to um, open up uh, because people have, have clammed up and quieted up because they got their mouths covered and they right. feel ashamed mm-hmm. and, uh, and afraid. And, um, that's, that's a huge thing now to encourage people. I, I made a choice because of the people that I'm connected with and some of what I was learning legally about our, um, our actual sovereign right to refuse, uh, a mask mandate uh, mandates are not laws okay Th- these are these are actually um, I, I haven't had a, a ticket we have I, I've been everywhere throughout this past time anyways without a mask um, and okay. often I'm in stores everywhere the only one in a grocery store or any other place of business um, and I've had all kinds of of interactions. And I know that this is a hot topic for people, especially if people have been compliant and they're afraid to start taking it off. Mm-hmm. Well, here's what I would encourage you to start: just start finding the easiest places to do it, because there are. Hmm. And uh, go to a grocery store. Go to a place of business. Uh, it, it, it is actually the simplest way, and you're making. Uh, you have to realize that. Um these masks are the symbol of the loss of our free speech. And we're just going along with this whole charade just by participating in that one aspect of it. If more and more people took them off, um, we would be, that would be a sign that we'd be out of this thing. However, I think that to some degree in Canada, the masks for some people are just here to stay. Right. So I I accept that people have that level of, of, of fear and just want to keep, um, well, Keep that feeling of safety right. by, by wearing it, and, okay. But
0: one question I have with that is like I think a lot of people are like it's not a big deal. I can throw it on for ten minutes when I'm in the store, and I don't want to make it hard for the people working because they're also the ones who aren't making a lot of money even, and they have to deal with this stuff firsthand, right? So, for can you can you share some of your interactions that you were talking about like? how they went and what people at stores and grocery stores said to you and what the outcomes were? Because I think that's the okay. scary thing for people, yeah. right? Is not knowing how they are
1: Yeah, it, it can be um, abrasive at times with people and just kind of some knee-jerk reactions with seeing people kind of like stop suddenly around you. But you just have to... I think ultimately it really has challenged and and helped me grow in a way to um, embrace a bit of confrontation and and it's caused me to really keep myself in check and to uh, start try to stay calm and friendly with people and I, I have had a lot of good I, I just end up making friends with a lot of security guards <laughs> and uh, honestly because they a lot of places they they'll ask me at the, at the door to put one on and I decline. Um, Sometimes I just ignore people uh, if they're asking me honestly and uh, other time, and depending if they, if they really want to get to to talk and, and get me into compliance, you know, they, uh, it goes right up to being called to the call the police. Now I might be more open to that than some other people. I understand Mm -hmm. that. However, there are more people like me that need to stand up and do this right now. And when- so I want to reach out and encourage those people who feel confident and they're just, here's why it's important. Um, you can wear that mask and just throw it on whenever you need to, because it's not a big deal in your life. You don't have to wear one at work or you work in an office or whatever. How? Think of the young kids that are being forced to wear this because we have now just accepted and embraced this. Mm-hmm. I, it's okay to allow the mass. Why can't we have exemptions for people? Mm-hmm. This forced coerced, uh, suppressed its oppression and, uh, it's wrong.
0: Right.
1: So, going you know, to take people with courage, uh, individuals to start going out. And uh, that's the only way we're going to get these things off is if we take them off, Right. We have literally brought this on ourselves. Right.
0: Um, what are some of like the, the things you say, like when they say, can you wear one? What do you say? Do you say I have an exemption? Do you like, what is, <laughs> give us some words to use. <laughs> some tools.
1: Really? Um, <laughs> uh, I just say, no. Uh,
0: <laughs> that, that's uh, really simple. I, I do. I,
1: I, yeah, I I I get so I've gotten so used to it. I just I know people are going to come, but I I've gotten so used to going in and just um being comfortable around other people or um feeling yeah. To be honest, it's been all right. Like mm-hmm. like people do also learn to just accept you in that in that place and um I I really look at it as just it's it's the right to breath, it's the right to breathe, and that's a vital part of humanity. And there's nothing there's nothing else to say about it. Uh, you can't uh, suppress someone's will or free freedom of how to breathe
0: uh, right.
1: without violating their 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 rights.
0: Right. What and about the places we, we, should,
1: we were okay to accept that for a time, right? We thought this was. But to see it ongoing still after all the vaccine mandates and everything and everybody's yeah. vaccinated now we still got to wear the masks indoors, yeah. forget it. Yeah. Uh, I'm done with the mask.
0: So what about the places <laughs> that, that where it gets hot and it gets, you know, fiery? Um, do you just go, that's fine, okay. I'll just take off and just let them be?
1: Yeah. At, at times, yeah. Um, you pick your battles, right? And, mm. and there are many stores mm. oftentimes where I'll just kind of pass or um, – but there are honestly times where I, 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 am willing to, uh, I, I did get arrested one time, uh, oh, really? <laughs> but that was, on, that was on transit. And I sweet talked, as soon as they had the cuffs on me, I sweet talked my way out of getting a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> um, this was actually, this was actually during the election run. I'm not, not kidding.
0: Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, nice.
1: it, it was, uh, it was, okay. So this was on. Uh, Vancouver SkyTrain, and um, I just there was just a new order that came out. This was in September or something, and so just this one day, randomly, they had Vancouver Transit, and these guys are are on board with the public health order protocol. So the police officer and I didn't was not aware of this, but he determined that when I passed this certain entry point to get onto the SkyTrain that I had broken the public health order office of co- of not covering my face. And, um, I was actually just be lining trying to get by him to get on the sky train, hoping that the sky, that the sky train was, uh, um, was there so I could just jump on and get to work. Mm. But, uh, I, because I saw them barking out the, the mass and they were, they were standing there like bodyguards looking for people like me to, to, to tell, to, um, comply. Okay. And, um, so I got by him, and uh, but he started yelling at me right away and came up. Um, and uh, what, what what was the offense I had? Um, yeah, broken the public health order. And uh, <laughs> they came. I I raced over to stand by the skytrain, but it didn't come quick enough. Yeah. Um, to get on the train, and uh, as it as it was coming, the two officers came. And uh, I, I really, you know, I, I think I actually in that morning, I, I just didn't get enough sleep the night before, and I, I just wasn't in,
0: <laughs>
1: in a good mood. And I, I stood tall, and I kind of yelled at them to back away for a few mi- for a minute or so, to the point where they came right towards me and threw the cuffs on me, right? But All I right. was yelling, "No, I do not comply. I don't understand you. I don't stand under you." you have no authority authority over me because those are all facts. Okay. And, uh, and they didn't, but they didn't quite agree. (laughs) And, uh, they, they threw the, threw the cuffs on me. And as not kidding, as I was getting handcuffed, I I yelled out, I don't really know why, um, I did this, but, uh, maybe I'm just a goofball, but I yelled out to the crowd of like 50 people there. I said, my name's Jeremy McKenzie and I'm running with the PPC party <laughs> as I was getting handcuffs uh, thrown on me yeah. and uh, nobody got that on video or anything. I can't confirm it, but yeah. I definitely did it. Yeah.
0: yeah and, wow. Um, so that can happen.
1: Yeah. It's, it, uh, I think it's rare. And honestly, I've been on since then multiple, like 20 times probably. And mm-hmm. I'm still planning to make it part of my routine, mm-hmm. but I've got my camera ready now. Um, yeah. And I'm not gonna I'm not gonna push it quite like I did that time. I, I might just avoid it and uh, take another route. <laughs> right next time. Um,
0: well, yeah, it seems like it's getting to that point. Like we need to stand up, but it's almost like we have to do it like the Christians of old did it in secret, so that we're still around to stand up. <laughs> you know.
1: But, I don't think we're there. Yet. I I see yeah. what you're saying, but I think just oh, no, I just think more people. It's just gonna take a trick. It's not gonna take everybody it's going to take a small percentage of 25 to 50 percent somewhere of of people i think to really just have the courage and i i i think that you know i want to i want to see a bright future in canada and i do i like that i i really i really think that we are in a time of rebuilding and replanting and there's some confusion to that with people and the reason why is because it's up to us Right and uh, and we're 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 confused because we're looking as we always have for someone to lead us out of this mess and uh, Mm -hmm. and we've we've thought we could rely on these certain governmental or organized structures and systems of health and operation and everything about our lives is being affected so deeply um, and there's no one that's going to get us out of this.
0: (laughs) That's that's (laughs) really great. That's really great what you said there. That it's it's we're usually used to someone else getting us out and now it's up to us which is confusing which is confusing because like you said the thing to do is a stop wearing a mask but it's like what you're a crazy talker <laughs> <laughs> but like that's what people look at it now like it's it's right. so weird so weird but you're right yeah. It's it's up to us and that's the confusion it's true yeah
1: it's part it's part of like our success and and the problem and and our our future success and, and our internal struggle. And I, I think that maybe only one of the reasons why I'm thinking to, to identify that is because I relate a lot to having shirked responsibility for myself in Mm -hmm. life for uh, for a long time as a young adult, I just Mm -hmm. lived without, um, real care and, uh, and appreciation for what I had. And, um, and as things started to, to deteriorate in, in our society, it's like I val- started to value those things more and more. And uh, just like a, how can Mom. I explain? Um, you grew up? <laughs> just, yeah, just uh, I grew up uh, with a good understanding of, of uh, healthy lifestyle and habits, work, work uh, ethic and everything. A great mm-hmm. example. And I really struggled to kind of implement that into my own life as an adult. And, uh, and and realized over time that it was some way a, a lack of self care and the lack of uh, a self respect and and then I started to um, re-d- rediscover and relearn those things myself. And I, I'm kind of still on that on that path, and um, and I, I just see such a, par- a a real similarity in in the big picture of what's going on in our country. We are like spoiled uh, kind of children after all these years where mm-hmm. i mean for example just just the let's look at just the uh the serve program that right. got rolled out and how easy it is just for any anybody in the country for any reason right now can just jump on serve mm-hmm. if they want to really reality you can fudge your way through the the ei system <laughs> and, <laughs> and just start collecting and um I don't begrudge anyone who's on that. I've yeah. used it myself. Um, and it's a great, uh, I, I, I love that aspect of, of social uh, programs and, and, uh, the, what, where they're needed, but, uh, um, yeah,
0: where they're needed. Yeah. <laughs>
1: yeah. But this, this has been, uh, it, it was okay even for a time, but, yeah. uh, we need to incentivize people to get working and to get, uh, yeah, get this economy going.
0: Yeah, well, I think what it did is it made people dependent on the government. So then when they say, we want you to do this, well, we'll they'll roll over and do it because they want to be taken care of now fully. That's you know, what, it's, it's creating independent it, people.
1: Exactly. It's just even yeah. that mindset and that psyche, like, oh, free money comes from the government. They have yeah. – well, really, that's it's a deception because uh, – that's costing us our future exactly. livelihood, right? Exactly. If 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 we don't supplement it with a strong country and economy, and right. and, and we have nothing close to that right now, but right. that's a not that I know all about that, but uh, <laughs> I imagine I imagine there's some things in, in the big picture that could use some adjustment. Yeah. <laughs> as as so and,
0: yeah. So what else is on your list? There, uh, no, we will not comply.
1: Um I think we've sort of generally talked both it this is really in okay restrictions of charter rights and freedoms um i won't we won't comply with vaccine coercion masks lockdowns that mm-hmm. kind of covers a lot of bases <laughs> right. um uh it becomes harder f- to think of complying i think after you've just remembered what it was like to just do things the way you always have. And I, and I, I guess I, I have just been able to maintain that. Not that everything hasn't affected me. Trust me, I've had to wear masks for different reasons and right. uh, been a part of it. But for the large part, I really have embraced a mindset that that's not for me. And I'll go anywhere without one mm-hmm. um, and try and get away with it. I, I, I actually try to turn the tide and encourage other people to do the same right um because i don't see i don't see any other way about it right now we 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 really need to to focus on our freedom uh as a, as a country and um it's important
0: it does seem like right now is like a, a like a real test of courage you know like we can talk about this but doing it is a lot different like you do it you go out i'm like oh, I'd love to do that. And I get to the store, I'm like, no, I'll just put it on for these five minutes, <laughs> you know? Um, yeah, I was,
1: and like I, I encourage you, like, find, an, with anything, find an easy way to do it because you will start to go through that process yeah. and you'll realize that things you were afraid of, like, for instance, uh, the fear of hostility and confrontational in those kind of um, environments, Right. Um, it's almost completely not to say that I don't have it or couldn't have it at some point, but I'm not mm-hmm. at, at the way that I was starting out before this, those kind of things really surprise you. And, and I've learned like I work in construction. So being able to keep your cool around temp flaring tempers or different conversation levels can be a, a good thing to be able to <laughs> remain calm headed. Just, it's just about remaining calm headed and clear because trust me, in some of those situations I have gotten worked up. Like yeah. well, when those guys were putting handcuffs on me i was I was <laughs> upset
0: <Yeah.
1: laughs> um but but also remain c- holding it together uh mm-hmm. and um and remaining uh, as calm I, that's that's the biggest thing that I've learned well and in it's... in going, going into hospital situations is just learning to remain calm and cool and kind right. to yourself and you always end up eh, okay and sometimes um, have a positive interaction
0: right and I think like you said like that day that that happened for you you were like I don't think I got enough sleep or whatever and so it really goes back to getting self
1: care like that morning I, I know I didn't I I was during the campaign and there was a uh, an initial week getting going where I was actually having trouble sleeping because things were picking up and mm-hmm. I my mind was just racing at night but and I remember I got like Two or three hours sleep that morning, and I and I was up paying for my SkyTrain ticket, and I heard the officer barking down below. When I thought back to all that that had led right. up to, so I, I remember already being on alert when I had picked up my ticket. So <laughs> I was just like, and in my head, I was just like, I just got to get on that train. This guy's not stopping me from getting to work, right? Right. <laughs> and but, but by the end of that, um, honestly, they 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 had. Giving me a ride to work and just drop the ticket. Wow! <laughs> and and, and drove, drove me right, drove me right to the job site. <laughs> that's hilarious. I've got, I've, got, I've got, a relation. I got the guy's number. I've got a relationship with the officer now, and I can call him if I want. I, I probably should wow. reach out to him again and, uh, and rub it in his face that I've been <laughs> on that, <laughs> that train without a mask every time for the last two months. <laughs> <Yeah>. That's that's. <laughs> I, that's, I, I see. just thank him for taking him away.
0: Yeah, that that is a great ending of that story. Like, t- <laughs> like the confrontation turned into friendship, or like or or a potential friendship. You know, that's amazing.
1: Yeah, camaraderie and and, uh, and uh, there was a mutual um, misunderstanding, mm-hmm. a mutual agreement to disagree on the principle of what was healthy and safe in that, and um, and so yeah it, 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 it came from a real like i said um i i did really realize kind of quickly like I, uh, as soon as i heard that clink i'm like mm-hmm. they put them on too tight so i was yelling at them to loosen them for a minute and while right. people were around and then i i just i just kind of shut right up and uh and knew that these guys were just trying to do their job yeah. and and we started having a conversation right away, and uh, yeah. I went back until by the time I got in the car for a few minutes, yeah, we we had a, a, a just a really good conversation, and uh, they gave me a ride to work and gave me his number, and uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so I think that's important too. If you think of just even different people not being afraid to talk more, right, right. from different opposing viewpoints, and and just getting. Um, And I'm not saying I do enough or a lot of that uh, ongoing. And I I want to be, because a lot of times when I get out and um, if I'm already not wearing a mask, Mm. I'm not going to go out and start talking to people uh, about what I think about because they can already see. And oftentimes, Mm. with just, and I know people call it, you would call you an anti-master. I'm totally fine with that. But I, I don't see it. I just, I just see this as as normal life for me, as the way it's it's always been. I'm just trying to preserve that mindset has been my goal, right? And uh, and it's a challenge, though.
0: So. <laughs> yeah, I was I was listening to some podcast somewhere, some UK podcast or something, and this guy was talking to another guy. Anyway, um, and he was saying the importance of of like what you're doing, causing that conflict in a sense, and it was, it was really interesting because he was like, we have a duty. He's like, I will not, how do you put it? I will not participate in their insanity. He's like, cause you said like, this is just living your life, your real life. He's like, I'm going to live in reality. I will not participate in that insanity. So when he goes somewhere, he will intentionally go somewhere like to a restaurant or something. And then they'll be like, can I see your vax pass? And he's like, no. And then they're like, well, you we have to leave any, he, he, he doesn't, he, he's not a big jerk about it, but he makes it aware that, that he's standing up, that there's something going right. on. Because if people just get That's used right. to this is the way it is, then this is the way it will be.
1: It's, it it becomes um uh, really, and looking positively forward, is there's a ripple effect of this, isn't there? Of mm-hmm. courage is contagious. Oh, I like and, that. And when people when people see you um, and that's why it's so simple and a lot of people are going to get a great opportunity to step up and learn and, and grow from, from taking those steps of courage right now, because it's, it's really important. And, uh, and I'm excited because people are going to grow. What I'm saying is people are going to grow from that Mm -hmm. and, um, uh, really be blessed.
0: (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Well, what they, what do they say? Nothing uh, worth doing is easy or something. So, but I think we've gotten used to everything being easy, you know, so it's.
1: There's, how can I explain that better? There's opportunity on the other side of, of courageous steps. Mm. There's uh, surprising things that open up right. um, when you push uh, past your own fears. Uh, right. That, that, that's what it is, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah.
0: yeah. Wow. Um had another question oh yeah so i was on your facebook and i noticed that you had Whoa. you had d- just before this you had a hashtag stand up canada wake up stand up take your freedom back and then you said something about yeah. a wednesday a wednesday night live do you do something yeah. with
1: well you have become part of my own you don't know this yet <laughs> <laughs> no but i'm gonna re- i'm gonna reshare this and i just incorporated this uh, I, I I didn't really put the pieces together right away that I was doing it the same night.
0: Oh, okay. Yeah. But
1: uh, I'm gonna do more, I'm gonna do an ongoing podcast like you're doing yeah. uh, on Wednesday nights. Oh, cool. So thanks for helping me get kickstarted.
0: <laughs> no problem, no problem. So I guess that's yeah. something that people could do. A eh? is just your your. Is it on Facebook that you're doing it? I don't use Facebook a whole lot. Um,
1: oh, so. yeah. So uh, oddly, actually, um, and. Thank you so much for uh, this opportunity to chat. It's yeah. uh, I can't believe the time's already been flying by. <laughs> yeah. um, that's that's actually a, a good uh, point, though, about Facebook um, and social media
0: yeah.
1: is actually kind of what. As this was happening, I was actually wanting to decrease the amount that I used it and kind of like um, you. What what I've done is just like if there's something I'm struggling with wanting to let go of or change in my life, I've, I've adapted a process of making small changes. So Mm -hmm. it was all about just using it less and less. Right. And then when we were told to stay at home and when, when the lockdowns happened, uh, it became just like, I was curious to see what other people thought and people were, weren't meeting in public. And a lot of people were, were and weren't sharing different things going on in social media. Mm-hmm. Um, and it just led to a lot of investigation of things outside of not, not on social media, but just different researchers from all around the world. Um, private researchers like personal, uh, you know, like live streams actually yeah. being taken of so many different real firsthand things around the world. It's, it's like all the technology that's being used against us is also our asset to fight our way out if we use it properly. Right. right. Um, but to say that um, social media became kind of like a portal of, of looking on into uh, also engagement with other people uh, through rallies and p- people sharing event information and, and live videos, mm-hmm. um, a lot of that was impacting to me. So at a time when I was feeling to let this go, I actually got involved in social media actively right um both sharing all the information and and i just made that decision at one point i decided to change my mind about my view i was like i'm gonna uh, and i'm actually still struggling with it i still want to use it less personally and not have it become a place where i just kind of like get tired and spend half an hour looking at different people's i'm I'm getting better but having incorporated it into like an active part of uh, the work we're doing to help um, change people's mindset right now. Uh, I, I see it as the strength for that and I'm going to continue using it. So
0: cool. That's really great. I just
1: just trying to get better and more efficient really and use it for, yeah. Yeah. I think what you're doing, uh, it is, is a huge thing that people, uh, just because live videos and this is just a part of life right now. I've come to realize everybody's kind of able to get in and access this and, and do this kind of thing. And, um, Yeah, but good on you for...
0: No, thank you. I feel like, like you said, it's when you're not wearing the mask, you don't really need to go talk to people. But I feel like people need to have these conversations because I think there's a lot more people out there who think this way, but they're scared to talk about it. So we need to make those places like this, like people could have little groups and live chats, you know, where they can talk and... Bounce things off each other and actually realize that there's more people that want to stand up, and then you can have that courage. Like, you know, maybe how about everybody on Saturday we all go to our own places and we're not going to wear a mask at this hour, and then you know that someone else is doing it somewhere. So you're in solidarity. You're right, and
1: that's another that's another point to bring up as well. Is and like I said, with with people wanting to get into this starting out, I, I imagine how terrifying it can be for some Mm -hmm. just find somebody else who thinks the same and go together or get a big group of people. Um, Mm -hmm. that has to start happening. And that's, that's where we're, we're actually going to what's just coming together in in community and all those ways too is, is, uh, is so strong.
0: I think it's very important. Yeah. So let's, uh, let's wrap this up. Um, one question, are you going to run again? You think? <laughs> you got the political I'm,
1: bug. I'm kind of ongoing. I'm ongoing uh, contemplating that, and yeah. um, I I'm I'm open to it. Yeah. I I would be supportive um, uh, in any sense. So uh, and, and having learned um, just going through the election cycle as a candidate and getting all the the, the involvement that right. way, I, I definitely. Yeah would be able to help anyone, but, um, I'm kind of, I look at it like if somebody kind of refers me and, uh, and thinks that I, I would, I would take up a, an opportunity probably up uh, without really going into search, right. Search it out more or less just out <laughs> of, uh, I don't know fear <laughs> right now. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, uh, I, I, like I, but you know, it's kind of uh, it is something that I need to actually consider on ongoing and, and keep uh, in mind of of having an answer for at some point. But oh, yeah. um, right now, I'm kind of just open.
0: Yeah. Well, it sounds uh, like however,
1: you're... I will see. Sorry. Uh, Action for Canada is focusing some of their work forward to the next election. Um, that's going to be coming in two years or whenever. Okay. So. So nice. um, that's just going to be basically rallying and and uh, getting a team of people across the country that can shift a vote in a certain right. direction or be really kind of a powerful voice for faith, family, and freedom.
0: Right. Yeah. It's, it's to make people aware that there is another voice, you know, that there is that's right. somewhere else to stand. Um, yeah. That's great. I guess it, it's really interesting, your the journey you're on, and I'm excited to see what it's going to look like in a couple of years. I mean, well, this whole world's going to look different, but um, it's interesting where you've come from and what you've done, <laughs> you know, just even Thanks. this short time lately. So um, I want to thank you for your your hopeful, positive attitude. I find that I'm really getting, I get just down sometimes lately, just like, what do we do? How do we this you know. So it's really nice to hear someone talk about being hopeful. Oh,
1: well, that's actually really heartfelt. Thank you, yeah. CJ. And uh I would say yeah, look at look at what you're beginning and and starting with this and nice. uh, give yourself a pat on the back. I applaud you for uh for this <laughs> this kind of message getting out. It's so uh it's so important.
0: Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, thank you for your time and uh We'll do this another time, maybe.
1: Yeah, and like I said, thanks for helping me kickstart my uh, my live, yeah, uh, for sure podcast as well. I'm just going to share this back on my Facebook and cool. uh, yeah, appreciate it. Wow,
0: well, what to say? It seems that courage is contagious, but so is cowardice. So let's make sure that we make those small choices every day that take us to the side of courage. Instead of being overwhelmed and cowering in the the shadows and trying to wait for someone else to change things. So, when you feel like you've lost that hope with everything that's going on and need an inspirational kick in the ass, just listen to the last half of this uh, episode with Jeremy again. Get inspired, borrow some of his courage until you find your own, then share that courage with others. We need to all stand up to this insanity. We need to stop it. Now a quick just shout for assistance here. I know that most people are in tough times right now and financial uncertainty is looming around all of us, including myself. And with the possibility of other sources of income drying up, I'm hoping to possibly make this podcast my mainstay and be able to increase the time and effort put into it if this becomes possible. So if you can support the podcast in any way, however small, however large, just click on one of the links in the episode description or drop by the website at www.governthis.ca. Anything you can muster is extremely helpful and it would make it possible for me to talk with more and more people and get more and more information out there. So thank you in advance for that. You can connect with us on Facebook at facebook.com forward slash and on Twitter at WeGovernThis. So if you liked what you've heard and think it's important, please share this with as many people as possible. Hopefully we can all become a little more aware and involved. So until next time, stay strong and stay curious.